3: They have actually now come out with their word of the year, and this year it's existential. Extessential? Extessential. I pronounced it differently.
4: Hold on. So what is the word?
3: Extessential.
4: But there is a word ex existential. No,
3: it's existential. Like, a e- yeah. a- I- I'll spell it Please. for you. Thank you. E x i s t e n t i a l. Extessential. I have a.
4: <laughs> you keep saying exta. Central. Eggs There's no...
3: Essential. Eggs to essential. I
4: can't pronounce that. Eggs to central. Eggs <laughs> to central. Now back to
1: everybody's favorite middleman, V.B. <laughs>
4: So the president's meeting right now. He just signed that $484 billion stimulus bill to help small businesses. Thought it would be a good time to check in with John Hurst. He is the president of the Massachusetts Retailers Association. We've been talking to John throughout this thing to find out how businesses are holding up here in Massachusetts and what can be done, et cetera, et cetera. John, welcome back to WRKO.
2: Hey, B.B., how are you?
4: Is this a good thing right now? Are you happy about this billion, four eighty-four billion?
2: Well, I I am. I think this this is necessary. Look, I we have four thousand members, BB, and ninety-one percent of our members have applied for the PPP. Some, you know, uh, got it the first round, and, and some are waiting here for the second round. And it's it's a lifeline. Uh, it, look, it's not perfect. Um, Because for too many small businesses, this is going to end up being a loan, not a grant. But, you know, it still is a lifeline to allow them to continue operating.
4: Ninety one percent of the Massachusetts retailers have applied for PPP. In other words, there's only nine percent of them that are like we're okay for now or that are still in business, I guess, that are operating. Ninety one percent have applied for this. 91%
2: 91% of our members have, and, and, and look, we have all types of members, right? We have, we have grocers, we have pharmacies, we have convenience stores that are open, and, and some of them are doing well. We have uh, all types of restaurants. Some quick serve are doing okay, and, and, and others, as we know, the, the dine-in ones are trying to get by with, with some uh, takeout. Um, but then we have a whole another range of, of members that are 100% closed and 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 haven't been able to sell any of their inventory. Look, this is um, I I'm not sure there is no other industry, maybe other than the retail sector that has been as negatively impacted. Well, maybe tourism, uh, you know, hospitality, uh, hotels, and so forth. But look, um, consumers have been told to stay home and not spend any money, and and. You know, consumers are 70% of the economy, and where do they spend it? They spend it in their local stores and restaurants. And, and uh, so, yeah, this is a – the PPP is a lifeline. Uh, the vast majority of these employers in the retail sector are small, and, uh, you know, they're, they're just trying to have a tomorrow and a, 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 uh, a time that they don't have a lot of hope.
4: So, speaking of that, I know you're watching closely, John, like we all are. We're watching Georgia as they sort of reopen on an incremental level today, even though the president thought maybe they shouldn't. But so we're all waiting to see, like, what does that mean? How does it work? Can it work, et cetera? Um, we heard Charlie Baker yesterday say, "Look, we're not, we're not close. We're still trending up. We're not going to be opening anytime soon." And we've been hearing some sort of hints about this is going to go a little longer than you think. And this isn't going to be soon. I, where is your mind on all of that right now?
2: Well, hi, you know, I'm not holding my breath that, uh, May 4th is going to uh, allow for any, uh, step-by-step baby step, uh, type of openings. Um, I, I imagine we'll know early next week. Um, but, but, uh, look, I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if we get pushed out another couple of weeks, but, but look, there there are some things that we can do. Uh, you know, we're, we're Massachusetts is an outlier in one area. We we don't even allow these stores to to have employees inside of a locked store to fulfill. You know, they take whether it be a phone order or an email order or an e, uh, internet order um, to ship these to ship items or do curbside pickup or delivery of goods uh, to their customers and and. Uh, So that means you have absolutely no income. And if VB, if you don't have any income, uh, you can't pay your suppliers for that inventory. You can't have any payroll. And even the PPP, which we know uh, has the requirements that 75% of the the loan amount has to be for payroll. Well, for someone that's 100% closed, you have no hope of that becoming a grant, right? Because uh, you have no payroll, if you have no sales, you have no uh, uh, employees working for you. Uh, why would you? So, you know, you're, you're hoping you were hoping to get that money to be able to have it cover your rent, have it cover part of your your, your debt to your suppliers. But the reality is, it's not going to be a grant for you. Um, it's it's going to be a loan. Unlike some of us that can work remotely from home. Uh, ironically that's the problem with the ppp is that it's going to those that it, it sought to help the most it's it uh, are, those that really needed it the, the most are getting the least uh, benefit out of it because those that are 100% closed it's more times than not it's going to be a loan rather than a grant
4: of your 4000 members john i mean the, the thing that i keep getting back to is how long can businesses hang on how long can they hold out in other words, if I tell you, look, it's going to be another month, it's going to be May 25th, say, let's just pick a date. May 25th is when we're going to start opening. Can your members hang in there, or does there come a point at which they go, we're gone, we're just done, we are not. Just, we can't do this, we can't wait any longer, and we're not going to be able to reopen? There has to be a point at which people walk away, right?
2: Uh, I Every business, every small business is going to have that, that date and and it's going to vary from business to business how much reserves do you had did you have uh, how cooperative is your landlord going to be to to give you uh, help to take some of the equal pain away from from the fact that you know how do you pay rent when you don't have any income uh, how are your suppliers how how uh, uh, how will your suppliers help you out you know if you if you're a bookstore and you've you have uh, you know three months worth of books on your shelves and, and your doors are locked. You can't sell them. Will the publisher, you know, will they they give you three months deferment on payment of, on payment for that inventory, uh, for inventory that you can't sell, uh, you know, and and you know, and some of that if you're a an apparel seller, you know, some of that inventory is for spring and and your customers are going to come in and in june and want it for half off because it's out of season so these are the problems that you're you're looking at here and for every small business that date is going to be different and it all depends upon on how much money you have in the bank how much money uh
4: how how viable
2: your um uh, what your relationship is with your landlord and with your and, and with your suppliers
4: and also you got to factor in you know what percentage of my customers are coming back when we reopen, especially if there isn't a vaccine, you know, if we're told we have to operate at 40%, 50% capacity, how long can your businesses do that?
2: Well, that's right. There's a, there's no question. Look, I, I uh, it, it's going to be a step-by-step, uh, uh, process, uh, the consumer being 70% of the economy. I, I mean, they, they need to feel comfortable that they can go out and, Go back into stores and restaurants, and, and 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 invest back into their main streets, their local economies, uh, that can do it, uh, um, you know, and be comfortable health-wise, and that they can also understand the importance of it economically, in order to keep those small businesses afloat. So, so it's not going to happen overnight.
4: John, my my last question for you, and I really appreciate you taking time because I know you're a busy man right now, but. If, if you had Charlie Baker's ear right now, what's the one thing that you would want the governor of the Commonwealth, who's certainly taking a much more guarded approach than six other states in the union right now, uh, what would you want him to know or what would you want him to do to help?
2: I would, I would tell the governor, look, allow these small businesses to safely serve their customers even if the doors are locked. Allow them to sell their inventory whether it's shipping or delivery or curbside pickup, which is, frankly, the norm in the New England and, frankly, the norm across the country. Uh, so they'll have a shot at paying their, their suppliers, have a shot at keeping a connection with their customer, and have a shot at it surviving this, this crisis.
4: John Hurst, always good talking to you. I'm sorry it's under these situations. I have a feeling we'll talk again soon, and it's going to be another bleak conversation, but this is the reality we got right now.
2: It is. Uh, if we can only hope for the next day. Uh, the sun will be brighter. We'll see.
4: Hey, man, John Hurst, Mass uh, Retailers Association, really appreciate your time. we got to take a break. When we come back, let's talk about Georgia. Let's talk about what they're doing right now. You've seen the images. You've seen the video. Would you go out to a retailer? I heard uh, three different retailers on CNN, and they actually had some interesting things to say. Would you open your business right up if you could? And would you go to one of these businesses if you had the opportunity? We'll talk about that when we come back. 617-266-6868. It's VB. You're in the middle on WRKO. heard in Lori Kirby's newscast that more Americans are worried about getting infected than they are about their financial situation. Which are you? And what do you make of Georgia? Georgia has reopened today, as they said they would, even though I don't think the president could have been any stronger, uh, short of calling Brian Kemp an ass, the governor of Georgia, because he wouldn't, he couldn't make it clear that he was not pleased with Brian Kemp. He kept saying it like that. I'm not pleased with Brian Kemp, but Brian Kemp has done what he said he was going to do, and he has reopened some small businesses in Georgia. Now, I know there are some that say they're not going to reopen, even though they could. A number of restaurants, which are not open yet but can open on Monday, a number of restaurants down in Georgia say we're not going to do it. But some businesses have opened up. I heard um, John King had some on CNN earlier today. There were three guys, one – one had an axe throwing business lightning, if you can believe that.
3: It's a <laughs> it thing. Was,
4: it was one of those bars, yeah. Yeah, it's one and of those
3: bar things, you know.
4: So they asked him about it and he said, Look, we the axe will be wiped down after every single touch we have a extremely large layout which allows very easily for social distancing and everyone is going to follow very strict guidelines as they are in our facility and as the guy was talking i just thought man this makes sense we talked to that tattoo artist the other day lightning ear and uh he was in everett and What he said was making sense to me. They'd have very limited people in there. And yet one of CNN's reports was the barber shop that we saw people going into, the barber was wearing a mask, but he wasn't wearing gloves. And he wasn't asking people health questions as they came in. So I guess my just generic question to you is, as you watch Georgia, as I am right now, what do you make of what they're doing? And... If you had the choice that the people in Georgia have right now, would you frequent any of these establishments? One of the guys John King had on Lightning owns a gym. <clears throat> it's specifically for women. And there was a woman behind him working on one of these pulley machines as the guy was talking. And there, it wasn't overly packed. He said that a number of their clients had said, we're not coming right now because we're nervous. And he said, okay, you know, that's great. That's fine. No problem. You don't. We're not going to charge you. When you want to go, we're here and this is what we're doing to keep things sterilized and to try and keep things as safe as possible. And he said some of his other clients were saying to him, we can't thank you enough for opening. We're dying to do this and to get back after it. And as he said, some of these people, some of his clients do have health conditions and part of their treatment is fitness. And they are just itching to go, so the second that they opened today, those people were in there. What would you do if you were in Georgia? What would you frequent? What wouldn't you? And what is your thought as the Republican governor of Georgia says, hey, everything's cool, the Democratic mayor of Atlanta says, nothing's cool, and we shouldn't be doing this. 617-266- 6868. Let's go to the phones. Uh, By the way, we can still talk about Trump if you want, but I'd rather not spend a lot of time on that, because... I think we all know where we're coming down on that at this point. But let's head up to Lynn. Start with Joseph. He's next here on RKO.
1: Hey, VB. How you doing? Your screener and I get along great. He's wonderful. He's a real nice guy. He supports me. I would go right now. I would bop into that restaurant as quick or that fitness place as I could. Um, I know you and I spar a little, but that's okay. We respect each other. You should have Professor Wink- Winkowski or Nut or Venut Winkowski. He's an expert world-leading epidemiologist, and I told John this. I've got the download. I I don't have your email. I send you the link, but if, if they can get him on the Corner Show, you could get him on the VB Show. This whole approach is wrong, and there's a lot of lies and statistics, and Jeff was reading this morning. I hope you comment on this. That the the uh, statistics prove that this is a flu-based problem. Yes, you take care of people. If people like me have to be sheltered, you don't leave them in an apartment. You, put him in a hotel and take care of him and treat him decently there's no reason baker and there's going to be riots or violence i hope not i'm going to the riot next week with cooner i wish you would come and you can comment on these things i please do well i'll but tell I you this joseph
4: for starters on sure. that whether you decide to go to a protest or not is your business but do me sure. a favor don't do what i saw yesterday which is don't don't go to a protest outside of the governor's house Leave the well, governor's house. They did it because, they're, it.
1: BB, they're desperate. They need food. The woman needs food. There are people. I know, but you that, can't. One woman they, was there has to be food. a limit on this.
4: Go to the state house. Go to the common. The, the press is going to cover you. You can't be at his house. Don't violate. You can't be crazy. That's almost like a threatening, well, bullying gesture to be there. I Bibi. Well, I, I found I that really distasteful when I saw that yesterday.
1: I understand that, but remember, there was a pregnant woman going through garbage cans. Come on, the state houses, these people don't care about us. We have to, I know you and I will disagree. We well, they... have to annoy them to open the country. What do you think about the epidemiologist? Would you have him on and really talk with him? Because he's the expert on this.
4: Yeah, I um, would. I, I also want to have you on, though, Joseph. I appreciate the call. I want to have the voice of Boston on this, because this is about us more than what an expert says or doesn't say. If we were given the choice, what would we do? And I'm telling you, in my case, Lightning, I'd be out there. I'd be going to some of these places. I don't care about my hair. My wife cuts my hair anyway, so I wouldn't need to go to a barbershop, but I would absolutely go to a barbershop. I'm not a tattoo guy, but I would go to a tattoo artist, absolutely, and I'm positive that that environment is sterile because that is what they do anyway. So I've never been clear why they couldn't be open. I would absolutely go to an outdoor movie if I could, and you know my crazy idea on this, Lightning, but there should be screens in movie theater parking lots that are up, and you ought to be able to pay attention. 10 bucks to go sit there like it's a drive-in and watch a movie and I would do that immediately if I could. One of the reasons why, if you haven't seen the New York Post front page, Joseph, you might like this. There's it says maximum risk, but there's two red dots on their front page. One, 94% uh in the hospital with COVID had pre-existing conditions, and the second red dot, 64% of the state deaths were over 70. It's the same numbers we've been hearing over and over again, and yet we're not allowing people that aren't in those demographics to live their life or to run their businesses. I think it's crazy. I think there has to be, you'll pardon the pun, there has to be a middle ground, and I think Georgia is much closer to being on it than Massachusetts is in my mind. Now, I'm going to play along with our elected officials because elections have consequences and they're doing the best they can, but what I want them to understand is this cannot go on forever. At some point, there has to be an understanding that there are businesses that can be effective right now that are not being allowed to operate, and it makes no sense. 617 I don't know that gyms are it. I don't know that massage parlors are it, but I think salons could work. 617 266 6860. More calls in a minute. It's VB. You're in the middle on AM 680 WRKO. I want to take a second to talk about my pillow. Mike Lindell and our friends at MyPillow are doing tremendous work right now. 75% of their business is making PPE, and I love them for that. 25% of their business is still making MyPillow products, and now's the time for you to find out if those MyPillow products are right for you because Mike understands we're in crazy, uncertain times right now, so he has a special radio-only offer right now. It's buy one, get one free pricing for you, the WRKO listeners. So... The Suprema pillows from My Pillow, yep, buy one get one free. The Giza sheets, buy one get one free. The My Pillow. T- with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time.
4: No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void we prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website
4: for details. Powell set, buy one, get one free, and a myriad of other my pillow products all fall under this buy one get one free deal that Mike's got for you right now. Here's how you can get it. Call one 800 or go to MyPillow.com. When you do those things, give them the code WRKL. That's going to trigger the buy one free pricing. By the way, MyPillow stuff, all made in the U.S. of A. And it all comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee because Mike is supremely confident that you're going to like his product, and I think you're going to as well. 1-800-972-2316, that's the phone number, or go to MyPillow.com and don't forget the code W-R-K-O. It's V-B in the middle. Ooh. Yeah, but you know the problem with that, Jane, is if you're using a paper straw and you're trying to get it to a potato, it might chip the straw. <clears throat> well,
3: that might be the worst pun I've ever poem. heard. Well, I thought it had you.
4: a certain appeal.
1: Now, back to everybody's favorite middleman, V-B.
4: Talking about Georgia, they did indeed reopen businesses. I, It's rare when you see a politician put their. Brian Kemp has done that in Georgia. He is, man, he is the face of, we can actually have businesses operating during this, and we're going to see how this goes. Uh, I'm asking you, A, if you had a business, would you reopen it immediately? B, would you frequent any of these businesses in Georgia? You see some that are pretty well attended today and others uh, a little less. Parking lots still seem to be pretty barren, one or two cars, etc. So what would you do if given the choice? Skip's and Stoneham. Skip, you're next on RKO.
0: BB, how you doing today? Pretty good, stick. Skip. Listen, I'm, I'm stuck right in the middle of this issue. It was so polarizing. I was hoping you could help me make some sense out of it.
4: I, I, the middle is where you want to be. In fact, you are literally in the middle right now, Skip, talking about it. Yeah, no. I Well, I, I know that things need to open, and yet I don't want people to
0: get sick. I know there's a giant pandemic out there, and then I hear that the hospitals are empty in certain areas. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know which way to go. My wife thinks everything should be closed, and she's at work. She's, I can't, well, she's working in one of the big box stores, but they gave them time off with pay if they were afraid to work during the virus. Um, she's, I'm working from home. I've been working from home since the beginning of March. Um, my wife took the time off and then decided after a week of staying home with me, she's going back to work.
4: <laughs> but I think we but, all can understand her philosophy but, there. But
0: she, is, she thinks that things should be closed. She's yeah. the one
4: who's been doing the
0: grocery shopping. I feel like I've been stuck in the house now for two months, but I don't want you know, a, a major. So
4: this is the thing. So is it Cuomo said today at his presser, he showed this graph where there's a steady line, steady line, and then there is this massive curve upward, and he says, do you know what that is? That's what happens if we reopen tomorrow. And I thought that's the biggest misleading fake news thing I've seen in a long time because nobody's telling you New York's going to open 100% tomorrow. But what they could do, Skip, is incrementally open some businesses that aren't essential, but also there is a very low threat to, in other words, you know, do you want to open a movie theater and say, okay, 500 people in this cramped theater, everything's cool? Of course not. But could you open that and say twenty-five percent, every third seat could be occupied, or every other row, or something like that? Maybe, maybe not. For a restaurant that has outdoor seating, why couldn't the outdoor seating work, Skip? Why wouldn't Listen, that lower the risk? We heard them talking yesterday about air and humidity and heat and how it looks like that has a pretty good effect on this thing. So uh, why on Monday that I went work.
0: On Monday, I went to get takeout food for the first time where you had to go into the establishment to pick it up. I had my mask on. I had my gloves on. I was a little concerned because of what's going on. I go in, the guy at the cash register has no mask and no gloves. I'm trying to give him my order, which is on my phone, so I had to take my glove off to show him my phone. Yeah. My mask is falling off. He uh, He's having me sign my charge card to pay, and I'm touching the community pen without my glove i was like a wreck i'm not going back
4: (laughs) that's not the best way i agree the way it's been working for me we did take out two days ago and we we called in the order we had to pay over the phone with our credit card and then we went and when we got there you texted and then they put the bag out front and you went and picked it up i mean i would have i would have
0: preferred that instead of yeah Because now I'm not going back. So now it's just, I feel like I've been set back even more.
4: Well, this uh, is why, so this is where you're you're in the middle, Skip, which is that if you relax it too much, people are going to get lax, and people are going to cut corners, and people are not going to be smart in the long term. So then do you shut everything down, or do you say, look, we can have limited people in limited spaces for limited amounts of time taking the necessary precautions, and does that work? I think there's just a slew of businesses out there. I don't know that Georgia has them all right. Again, gyms and fitness and places make me a little bit nervous. But there's a slew of businesses, I think, that can operate right now and that can operate fairly safely with limited risk, partly because their clientele is under 50. And that we know, we know is a big deal. I know Walsh wants you to believe that people under 50 get this too, and they're getting in big numbers in Boston. Okay, that's Boston. Boston and Boxford are two different things. I, man, I. It's, it's the struggle that's never going to end, obviously, and which is and which isn't, and neither can disprove the other. It's just about doing what you think is best. So the question is, what is best? And for me, 26 million people out of work in five weeks, that's not best. There has to be better than that. 617-266-6868. More calls in a second. It's 2 o'clock, so let's get caught up at headlines and then right back at your calls and VB in the Middle on RKO. Why don't you just make me in the middle?
1: I'd like to see it a little bit maybe more right down the middle. I'm
4: losing my mind just
3: a little.
1: Maybe you can realize that the truth is in the middle. So
3: why don't you just make me in the middle?
1: Now, back to everybody's favorite middleman.
4: In the middle. Vb. number three of Vb in the middle on AM 680 WRKO. we got some food or some restaurants to talk about with Scott Whitley at 2.30. Lightning has a major pet peeve with a town that she knows and loves very well. We're going to get into that as well. But I want to continue this Georgia conversation that we're having. Today is literally D-Day. Georgia had been saying they were going to reopen hair salons, barbershops, tattoo parlors, um a a whole slew of massage parlors etc those are going to be open today and they are open today fitness centers gyms on monday restaurants and theaters are going to open in georgia as well your sort of thoughts on that and whether businesses should be allowed to reopen and if so how and would you go to them if they were open, 617-266-6868. Russ is in Boston. He's going to start us off on this here in hour number three. Hey, Russ. VB, God bless Georgia. Bleep, chicken, chally. I live in my world of individual
2: responsibility. I need a haircut. I'm not a hippie. Also, wine and vinegar are disinfectant. Let's get Massachusetts open again.
3: Screw the wimps.
4: Would you, so let's say, Russ, uh, your hair perhaps, your beard, maybe you need a trim. Oh, look, down the street, uh, Johnny's Barbershop is open. Would you go into Johnny's Barbershop?
2: BB, first of all, I know my hairdresser very well. I've been going to her for about 30 years, okay? I know she'll be wearing a mask. I know she'll have gloves. I'm going to wear my gloves and my masks, and I'm ready to get a haircut. And if Charlie doesn't allow me to get a haircut by the 5th, I'm going to be steaming even
0: more than than I am right now.
4: What's your gut telling you on that, Russ? Do you think do you think my gut is is tell me Chicken Charlie's is going to extend this thing? That's that's yeah. what my gut tells me. Chicken Charlie's going to extend it. Yeah, and also you can't, you know, I appreciate the call, Russ. You can't, there's no way we're going to have any sort of intel out of Georgia. The idea that, oh, tomorrow you're going to see some massive spike. No, you won't know that for several weeks, if not maybe even a month. I mean, we know this stuff can lay dormant for a while. It can take a little while to get going before it goes huge, which is why, again, Cuomo's little graph was so disingenuous and so wrong. And what do I always tell you, Lightning? When you have to make stuff up to defend your position, maybe your position isn't that defensible, right? Um, But the stuff that I've seen in Georgia on TV, the images, the businesses, to me it looks like, you know – just picture your your local barber shop. there's usually like five or maybe six different stations where they cut people's hair. the chairs are spread out they're at a fairly safe distance you walk in you sit down as Russ said you're wearing your mask the guy behind the guy cutting your hair he's wearing his mask he does his thing you get up credit card boom out of there. you okay with that? I mean I think I would my wife when she gets her hair done it's a little more involved than that it takes about an hour blah blah blah. But I would be okay with her going there, too, because it's what Russ said. My wife knows the woman that does her hair pretty well. She trusts that she's going to take precautions. My wife knows the precautions that my wife is taking are going to be fine. And so there's every reason to believe that you would be okay doing that. Now, we understand there is some risk that comes with that. We also understand there is massive risk that comes with continuing to keep businesses shut down day after day, and those risks are really really getting old, and we know what the consequences of those are going to be, and so there has to be some sort of middle ground. Jerry's in Natick. Jerry, you're next on RKO.
3: Good afternoon, VB. How are you? Hey, Jerry. I'm going to try to bullet point some things quickly if I can. First of all, with regards to Georgia, heck yes. Um, With regards to the gentleman who called a few minutes ago, you can hear that he is completely paralyzed by this. He can't live because he has, uh, for his his own particular reasons, he has let this thing take control of himself. He's paralyzed. He's probably the kind of individual that wears a mask while he's driving in his car alone, which says a lot about people. Mm -hmm. Um, With regards to your comment about this can't go on forever, you know, you said this can't go on forever, it's got to stop. I would say you're incorrect. It depends upon what your motivation is. If your motivation is to, to, to ultimately beat the disease, to beat the virus back, then you're correct. It can't go on forever because eventually it, it, there will be a point where there's inoculations. There's, it's been five years now. More people are immune, blah, 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 blah. If your intention is to wreck the economy for political pers- personal gain or political reasons, whatever the motivation may be, then yes, it can go on forever
4: it can't it just it, it can't this is why i asked this poll question yesterday jerry i said which is more palatable uh, 500,000 dead or 50 million out of work and the reason why i posed that a lot of people gave me a lot of crap on twitter for that question and i understand neither of them are palatable but one of the decisions leaders have to make and they had to make at the outset of this thing is if that was the choice 500,000 dead if we do nothing, because those are numbers that Trump has talked about. If we did nothing, it would be, depending on the day, he'd say either 400, 500, or 600,000. So 500,000 dead. Or by shutting everything down, you're going to have 50 million people out of work, and we are headed to that number. Rest assured, it's not 26 million. We know there's a lag in unemployment. And if this goes on for another yeah. month, we're going to be at 50 million. So if those were your choices, what would you do? And this is one of the lessons that we have to learn about this, Jerry, going forward. Look, if we're ever going to have one of these things again in our lifetime, God forbid, we've got to be ready to make tough choices. You can't just tell people, that sucks to be you, we're just shutting it down forever. On the other hand, you can't tell people, sucks to be you, but we're going to get you a lot more vulnerable because we don't want to shut anything down. So we've got to figure out where is that middle ground. To me, what George is doing is a very limited baby step towards middle ground, and people are hyperventilating about that and going crazy because they're like, paralyzed by
3: fear. Yeah, they're, they're, they're paralyzed by fear. You're, we're not going to beat this thing by running away from it. It's not going to happen. The two things that have to happen in order for us to beat this thing, or, or at least. To be able to manage it, because you're never going to beat it. It's a natural force. It's like trying to put up a you know a, a, a something to stop a hurricane. You can't. It's a force of nature. It's going to happen. But the two things that have to happen is you have to build herd immunity, and you're not going to do that by going crawling back into the cave and hiding behind a rock. It's just not going to happen. And the second thing is you're going to develop a, a successful and effective inoculation protocol, and then that's going to take a couple of years to, to kind of work its way through um, the, the population. So evolution is what's going to solve this problem, herd immunity, running away, staying indoors, causing other people to, to, you know, overdrink, to, unfortunately there are people and you're not going to hear about them, there are people who are taking their lives. The, you know, the, the, um, well, Jerry, the you mental health hotlines are flooded.
4: Yeah, you are hearing about this. You heard in California, I think it was LA County has seen an 8,000 not 8, not 800, 8,000% 8, 8, spike in calls to their suicide hotline. So of course, you the know the violence. True. Yeah, well, all of this and people are going to get sick that otherwise wouldn't because stuff isn't being diagnosed or isn't being caught early. We've been over this, which is one of the reasons why yesterday they told people to start getting back to the hospital because if you can catch breast cancer early, you can treat it. If you catch it late, it gets very difficult. And that's you think that was example. the
3: motivation and not the fact that these hospitals are going broke?
4: Well, no, I think it's both, Jerry. But also you got to keep them open and if so they got to make their side money doing their uh, elective stuff, then that's how it's going to have to be, I guess. But I yeah. I if you can if you can allow hospitals to do side business, why can't businesses do primary businesses within certain limitations. I, I've said this for a while and I'm going to say it again. If Charlie Baker is listening as a, we're aggressively-
3: talking on the TV right now. Well, as
4: aggressively as he's doing that, right, and he's having daily press briefings, and as aggressively as he's keeping us updated, and as aggressively as he's got people trying to get PPE, and as aggressively as he's trying to help frontline first responders and all that stuff, he ought to have somebody whose sole job it is, and by somebody I mean a group of people. Beacon Hill loves doing commissions. Well, where's the get us back to work commission? I'd like to be on it. And I'd like to meet with Charlie once a we can say, here are the 10 businesses that we've identified that think can get back to work now under these guidelines, and here's how we think we can regulate it. I never hear him talking about this. All I keep hearing him is saying, look, I don't know that this is going to open anytime soon, and we're not going to risk blowing the stuff that we, the progress that we've been made. <sighs> There has to be both. we got to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. we got to be able to fight this thing and also sort of live. And currently, I just feel like we're not living. 617-266-6868. John is in Nashua. John, you're next on RKO. BB, always a pleasure. How are you today? Good, John. <laughs> hey, um, quickly, on, uh, on
0: Georgia, it might be a roll of the dice if you have it compromised immune system like that perhaps you shouldn't but uh i like they're taking a chance but you know the the caseload hadn't gone down that much so i'm a little bit concerned uh, if i didn't have copd i'd sure be in any one of those places and then back when you mentioned about trump and the uh his press conferences you are correct that they are too long it gives an opportunity to to screw up but uh Oh jeez, now I've lost my train of
2: thought. I've been waiting so long to talk
0: to you. <laughs> Lysol? Oh, um, yeah, that's it. The Lysol. Um, it, it, it was disinfectant. I understand what you're saying, but you know what? If anybody's that dead from the neck up to think they're gonna inject Lysol, I'm gonna assume they watched Big Fat Greek Wedding and they brushed their teeth with Windex.
4: So. <laughs> wow. What a what an obscure movie reference, John. Out of nowhere. I should have although I didn't love that movie, but I guess I should have had that one. That was pretty good.
0: I thought you'd appreciate
4: it. Take care, I my did. friend. <laughs> I appreciate the call, John. Do you remember that? Did you see that movie Lightning? Come again. What movie was it? I missed it. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh yeah, wedding. yeah, yeah. I liked that movie. My parents yeah, think, liked it. I know very few women that didn't like
3: it. I thought that it was movie. funny. I my mom uh she really liked it too. I yeah. I thought it was a good one. I thought I wasn't there a couple though. I only liked the original. Wasn't yeah, there, they had like a as of though. No, the, yeah. the first one was the best.
4: Well, it's like a 48 Hours, that movie. The movie was great. Then they did another 48 Hours, which is the exact same movie. Same with Big Fat Greek Wedding. It's like, we saw this already and we got it, and it just felt kind of stale. But 617-266-6868, would you go to a salon, a barbershop, the gym, If you were in Georgia, some people are, some people aren't. There seems to be a split down there. What would you do if you were in New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, if those were reopened? And should they be reopened on some sort of limited basis? More calls when we come back. 617-266-6868. It's VB. You're in the middle on WRKL.
1: VB in the middle. WRKL.